Hello, word nerds. Welcome to another episode of The Dictionary. Glad you could join us. Thank you very, very much. Uh, Let's see, just a day or two ago, uh, this podcast hit 5,000 downloads. That's not incredibly impressive, considering that uh, at the time of this recording, it has uh, just under 200 episodes uh, posted. Uh, But hey, it's something. It's a a big round number. So let's see if we can hit 10,000 in uh, less than that same amount of time. That was a weird sentence. All right, let's get to the words. First is anti-inflammatory. There is a hyphen after anti. This is an adjective from 1736. Counteracting inflammation. Anti-inflammatory is also a noun. Next we have anti-intellectual. Again, there's a hyphen after anti. This is an adjective from 1821, opposing or hostile to intellectuals or to an intellectual view or approach. You gotta really wonder why somebody would choose to be anti-intellectual. That's that's an interesting one there. Uh, Anti-intellectual is also a noun. Anti-intellectualism is also a noun. Now we have anti-leukemic. A-N-T-I-L-E-U-K-E-M-I-C. Adjective from 1905, counteracting the effects of leukemia. Uh, That's a good thing to have around. Next, we have anti-life, all one word. It's an adjective from 1929, antagonistic or antithetical to life or to normal human values. Next, we have anti-lock. This is an adjective from 1963. Being a braking system designed to keep a vehicle's wheels from locking by electronically controlled pulsed application of the brake for each wheel. Next, we have anti-log, L-O-G. It's all one word. Uh, It's a noun from 1910, and we have the synonym anti-logarithm, which, as you may have been able to predict, is our next word. Uh, Let's see, this is a noun from 1618, the number corresponding to a given logarithm. Next, we have antimacassar. I think that is how it's pronounced, A-N-T-I-M-A-C-A-S-S-A-R, antimacassar, something like that. Uh, This is a noun from 1844, a cover to protect the back or arms of furniture. This is made by combining, obviously, anti plus macasser, and it says uh, oil in parentheses after the word macasser, and then again in parentheses it says a hairdressing. Uh, So I should probably look up what macasser is, I'm not really sure, Uh, but I guess anti-macasser is a cover to protect the back or arms of furniture. Next we have anti-magnetic, it's an adjective from 1883. In parentheses, it says, of a watch. Having a balance unit composed of alloys that will not remain magnetized. Next, we have anti-malarial. It's an adjective from 1843, serving to prevent, control, or cure malaria. Anti-malarial is also a noun. This is another one of those things that we are really glad exists. Next, we have antimatter. M-A-T-T-E-R. It's a noun from 1950. Matter composed 
of antiparticles or antiparticles. This is an interesting one. Uh, if I remember correctly hearing about this stuff, which I think technically does exist or can exist, uh, the only problem is what do you hold it in? This is something Neil deGrasse Tyson brings up every once in a while. Uh, it cannot uh, come in contact with matter because if it does, there will be problems. Uh, and all of the things that we have that are containers to hold things are made of matter. So how do you put antimatter into a thing that is made of matter? Next, we have anti-metabolite. It's a noun from 1945, a substance that replaces or inhibits an organism's utilization of a metabolite. Next is antimicrobial. It's an adjective from 1891 destroying or inhibiting the growth of microorganisms and especially pathogenic microorganisms. It is also a noun. Next we have anti-mitotic, A-N-T-I-M-I-T-O-T-I-C. Uh, by the way, uh, as I've sort of mentioned in the past, a lot of these could be anti or anti. Um, I don't always look at the pronunciation guide. Uh, I just uh, assume that you are aware that I am aware that it could be either. And honestly, a lot of them, uh, I think, say that both are uh, totally fine to say. All right, so anti-mitotic is an adjective from 1948, inhibiting or disrupting mitosis, as in anti-mitotic agents or anti-mitotic activity. And no, mitosis is not talking about mitose, it's something else. Antimitotic is also a noun. Next we have antimonial, A-N-T-I-M-O-N-I-A-L. This is an adjective from 1605 of relating to or containing antimony. It's also a noun. Next we have antimonide, A-N-T-I-M-O-N-I-D-E. This is a noun from 1825, a binary compound of antimony with a more electropositive element. And in the previous word, I might have said antimony, uh, but here I said antimony. I don't know which it is, but it is our next word, so let's learn together. It is antimony. Yep, A-N-T-I-M-O-N-Y. This is a noun from the 15th century. I think this is the first word we've had all episode that has more than one definition. And we will say that this is our last word for the episode. One just has the uh, synonym stibnite, S-T-I-B-N-I-T-E. I have no clue what that is. Number two, a trivalent and pentavalent metalloid element that is commonly metallic silvery white, crystalline and brittle, and that is used especially in alloys, semiconductors, and flame retardant substances. And then it tells me to see the element table. The word of the episode is going to be antimatter, because I think the concept of that is pretty interesting. So that is the end of the episode. Thank you very much for listening. Until next time, this is Spencer reading the dictionary. Goodbye. <laughs>